Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. with Allison Jingris, distributed through Breadbox Media. I am joined this morning by Barbara Lee. We're going to talk about her new book. It is called Answering God's Call, A Scripture-Based Journey for Older Adults. And this is out now from Loyola Press. Easy for me to say, from Loyola Press. Welcome, Barbara Lee. Thank you very much. I'm very glad to be here. Well, one of the things I noticed quite instantly is that we share a law background. Yours is a little bit more prestigious than mine. I was a paralegal for a few years. So um, Barbara, tell me a little bit about how this helped you or, or what what connection this may have had to your new role um, as a spiritual director and as a spiritual writer. Well, I would say there are two connections. And the more important one is that God calls us in different ways at different times in our lives. So I felt that my job as a lawyer and later as a judge was a calling, and I did the best I could to try to live it in accordance with God's grace. But I discovered when I started writing and giving retreats that um, the skills that I learned in being concise were also helpful in writing about spirituality. Um, I'm sure we've all heard some sermons where you're looking at your watch and you say, why is he going into all this detail? We want the heart of the matter. So that's what I have tried to do in my writing and speaking. So it's all grace. You know, we, we can draw on the graces that we've had all our lives for wherever we happen to be now. And I don't think there's any mistakes in life. Like I don't think that me becoming a paralegal was me not getting God's will for, for myself. And then I was a a preschool owner and teacher for many, many years. Uh, And also those skills, all the, all the experiences really led me to where I am now. And I couldn't have done what I'm doing now without them. And I'm sure you must feel that same way. Exactly. Yes, you've put it very well. God, don't make mistakes, my grandma used to say. (laughs) Grandma was a wise woman. (laughs) 
<laughs> she sure was. And without her, I don't think I would have the beautiful faith that I have. Mm -hmm. So today, Barbara, we're going to be talking about your new book, Answering God's Call, a scripture-based journey for older adults, of which I am uh, very honored to be a part of this older adult uh, kind of general. Is, is this where you do most of your ministry work with the older yes. adults? Yes, definitely. I um, describe myself as spiritual director with a ministry to the aging, but I have spiritual directees who are younger as well, but uh, certainly all of my writing has focused on uh, older adults, and I've given retreats to groups of older adults. One of the things I love about my own, uh, I've been doing Bible study, small group Bible study for, gosh, 16 years now. And what I really love about my group, Barbara, is that it is cross-generational. It's great. At, at times, we've had girls as young as 20 and women as um, seasoned as mm -hmm. late 70s. And the wisdom that they share is as refreshing as the new point of view, the, the, the excitement of the, the younger women just mm -hmm. discovering mm -hmm. Christ. And so mm -hmm. putting it together, I am all about getting together generationally and sharing your faith. Well, Pope Francis has spoken quite a lot about that. Of course, he himself is an older adult, and uh, he has been more aware of older adults in the church than I think any of his predecessors, but he has spoken a lot about the need for more intergenera intergenerational relationships so that we can understand one another better and see our relationships and see how grace works at every stage of our lives. So you're fortunate to be right, right in the middle of that. Thank God for it and share it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, our bishop just put out a pastoral letter just this week in September um, for tw 20, 27th, mm -hmm. or whatever. It was the anniversary of him being our, our bishop for seven years. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm very fortunate to work with him and work with the diocese. And that's one of the points he made in the pastoral letter was, what kind of legacy do you want to leave? What kind mm -hmm. of faith legacy do you want to leave for generations mm -hmm. to come? Mm -hmm. um, and reading your book, An Answering God's Call, Barbara, I really felt like one of the things you were guiding me with and helping me is discover my own faith, but also see the legacy that the scriptures yeah. left for us, all these beautiful people. Tell us um, a little bit about, you know, kind of this connection between the scriptures and our own faith. Well, the scriptures that are in that book all present role models for older adults. Um, you know, the church is very good in dealing with the sick and the dying. And until Pope Francis, they've paid really less attention to the rest of us who are really not ready for the rocking chair. But retirees and empty nesters in particular, as well as people who've had various kinds of losses, um, really need role models to see how we can understand how God is calling us now. Mm. So the various scriptural models in that book are all people who experienced various kinds of late 
call. And some of them are very familiar, like Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist. And we don't know her exact age, but Luke says she was old. (laughs) And, And one of my favorites is Miriam, who may be a little less familiar to some Christians, but she was the older sister of Moses. So she was probably in her late 80s when they crossed the Red Sea and Miriam burst out in song to rejoice that God had saved the people. And she led the whole people in singing and dancing with tambourines. I was just going to say, I love that this woman thought to pack a tambourine. (laughs) But she had probably been a musician all her life. But here was the one opportunity that she had to really use her gifts for the benefit of the whole community. Now, we're not all in that situation. We're not all crossing the Red Sea and doing great things. But, um, you know, anybody who played the piano as a child can come back to it in retirement and maybe play, play some of their favorite hymns on the piano and discover how to pray with music. That's just one simple little way that we can do new things in retirement or after the nest is empty. What a great suggestion. We're talking today with Barbara Lee. Her new book is Answering God's Call, a scripture-based journey for older adults out now from Loyola Press. So tell me a little bit of how, how I can use this book. Well, it's not a book to read through from page one to the end, although, you know, you might want to skim it to see what it's about. But basically, the idea is to take one scripture passage at a time and read it slowly and try to get into it, try to get into the feelings of the people in the story. There's a little discussion at the beginning in a little more detail about how to do this if you haven't prayed the scripture before. And then each chapter has some prayer starters where I suggest some questions that the reader might find helpful in getting into the passage and applying it to their own lives. But I say might because these are only suggestions. You know, praying with scripture is not like study. There's no right answer. There's nobody who can tell you what you should get out of the passage. So if you haven't done this before, the prayer starters may help you get started. But ultimately, it's what God is saying to you as you read about Elizabeth or Miriam or Moses who argued with God for seven chapters. (laughs) I can so relate to Moses. Me too. (laughs) Maybe that's our law background. (laughs) Could be. be. Um, One of the women that you included is one of my absolute favorites. And that would be Anna who, who was at the presentation and Here she is, an elderly woman, a widow for so many years, who probably at this moment thinks her life is over. I'm just coasting. I just sit here and pray all day. This is what God's called me to do. I am good. I'm good to go. I'm like golden. And then something remarkable happens before her eyes, and God calls her to go tell. Just 
It's almost like with Juan Diego too. Juan Diego's in his fifties when he has this encounter with Mary. Um, And again, this is when they think they're hitting their twilight years and all their work is done. And the Lord is like, oh no, you are just getting started. I love that you included Anna. She's one of my favorites as well. And, you know, Jesus always treated women much more respectfully than Mm -hmm. his society did. And Anna, in a way, is kind of a precursor of the women who are going to come later. And here's this woman absolutely invisible in that patriarchal society. And as a widow, she was just a non-person, really. And 84 was a very advanced age in the first century when people died young from all kinds of things. And Jesus, the infant Jesus, or the Holy Spirit who was with him, called her to be really the first disciple. It's an incredibly miraculous story, and it ought to be an encouragement to all older people everywhere. You're never too old to be called to do something new. I always say, if you're still breathing, God's got a plan for you. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. The other chapter I want to draw our attention to before our time comes to end this morning is uh, you have a chapter on the call to stillness with Joseph and this being the year of Joseph. I was obviously drawn to that uh, chapter. Tell us a little bit about uh, this call to stillness. Well, Joseph is not quoted anywhere in the Bible as speaking so much as one word. And in Matthew's gospel, Matthew's infancy narrative, Joseph three times is spoken to by God through a dream. And the first one is when uh, the angel tells him in a dream that it's okay to marry Mary, despite the fact that she's pregnant, because this is the work of the Holy Spirit. Now, Mary had a conversation with the angel, and so did Zechariah, who doubted and was punished and so forth. Joseph just has a one-way experience. And the later two, when he's told to go to Egypt and when he's told to come back from Egypt, same thing, in a dream, no conversation And each time Joseph understood that this was a call from God and immediately went out and did what he was told. This had to be the product of a lifelong experience of praying to God in stillness. These graces just don't come out of nowhere to people who are unprepared for them. So I think in our noisy society, Joseph is a wonderful role model for finding God in stillness, for shutting out some of the noise, pull the blinds, turn off the radio, shut off the phone, and pray in quiet, not only in the year of Joseph, but all the time. Be still and know that I am God. Such a beautiful psalm. And it reminds me of such great teachings by Cardinal Sarah Mm -hmm. on on silence and the Mm -hmm. blessing of silence. And one of the reasons I go to adoration a couple times a week is I know that there I'm going to find my silence. Like I can't talk, you know, the phone's not going to ring. It's just a way for me Mm -hmm. to kind of build that habit of silence while Mm -hmm. I'm trying to 
master mm -hmm. it at some point. And I always tease that Joseph's the perfect husband because he knew enough never to say a word. <laughs> Stillness is deeper than silence. Mm. Oh. Start with the silence and try to go deeply into stillness. Be still and know that I am God. Oh, I love that. I never thought of the, the differentiating the two. Oh, this is wonderful. We're talking today with Barbara Lee about her new book from Loyola Press, Answering God's Call, a scripture-based journey for older adults. And one other story I wanted to highlight, I know I said I was just going to do that last one, but as I turned to another one of my marks, I noticed that you also included one of my, I find this just uh, just kind of, it makes me laugh. So anyway, Simon's mother-in-law. Oh, yes. Here she is, deathly ill, literally deathly yes. ill. Jesus heals her, and the first thing she wants to do is serve. And mm -hmm. so you've called this chapter, The Call to Serve, Simon's right. mother-in-law. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, Simon's mother-in-law, I wrote something about Simon's mother-in-law on the Loyola Press blog a couple of years ago. And one of the comments was, this is like Rosencrans and Guildenstern are dead. <laughs> <laughs> because she's a very minor character. We don't know her name. We don't know anything about her. And she's just in this brief little story. And yet... It's so moving that she obviously was seriously ill. Luke says that Jesus drove out a demon. So, you know, that had to be a pretty serious illness. And she was so full of gratitude that as soon as she was cured, she became a disciple. How can I serve? And it's not as dramatic for most of us. But I think it's a good suggestion that when we have blessings that we thank God for, the next step ought to be, well, how can I live this blessing? How can I share it? As my birds decide to break my silence, I apologize for them. Um, anyway, I was saying that I will be Googling your fabulous Loyola Press blog, and I will link it in the show notes. Okay. Just to, so to wrap it up, I'd love to, to tell us, what hope do you have the reader will gain from time with your book? I hope that the reader will be listening more attentively for what God is calling him or her to do right now and to recognize that that may change. Be open to it. Thank God for it. I love that. And I really enjoyed it. As, as my listeners know, I have this rule. I do not interview people until I've spent time with their book. So I really was very blessed by answering God's call, a scripture-based journey for older adults. I look forward to more time with it as well. From um, Today, we've been spending time with Barbara Lee, and you can purchase her book over on Loyola Press, and I will have links to all of that as well. Barbara, thank you so much for your time today. Well, thank you for inviting me. God bless. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. You have been listening to A Seeking Heart with Allison Jingris, distributed through Breadbox Media. God bless.
This is Kevin O'Brien of EWTN's Theater of the Word. I'm excited also to teach middle school and high school literature, speech, and drama with homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. Your student can meet with me online for a live, interactive class. Whether you take apologetics with John Martinoni or grade school with Jackie De La Viaga or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, online Catholic learning for your homeschooling family is available for you. 